The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. Happy Friday, everyone. Neil Toff and Paul Catherall back for our weekly podcast, Contact Center, Call Center, Customer Care, everything you want. Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Paul, it's great to see you. Welcome back. Good to see your voice. Good to see your face. Good to hear your voice. Have you been? <laughs> yeah, I've been good, man. And, and hello, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning back in. It's a pleasure to have you back with us. Yeah, I mean, good, mate. It's been it's been a busy week, but it's been a good busy week. Um, yeah, it, it, it's good. And we've just found out today that the lockdown's been extended in the Philippines and Manila up until the, I think it's the 15th or maybe the 12th of May. So that will be more or less two months in lockdown. And by then, let me tell you, my hair will need a massive, massive cut. I already have quarantine hair, mate. And I've been, Anya and I have been having discussions about whether or not I should shave it off. And at the moment, it's staying put. But we'll see if that changes over the upcoming weeks, mate. Looking good. I, I get to see you. People get to hear you. I'm not sure if they're seeing you yet, but I, I see you. Look, you look smashing. You look, you look like a, a British James Bond. You could step right out and, and, and do the things that, that Bond does, which we don't want seven. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very let's much. Let's get right into it. We, we've got a really cool um, session scheduled for today. We're going to be talking about all things top three. We figured a couple rankings, uh, classifications, standings. For those of us, especially that like sports, and I know, know that you certainly do, Paul, think things yeah, like top threes and top fives and top tens, certainly rankings resonate with all of us who are just inundated with data and numbers and metrics and performance. Well, how do we not do the same in our own podcast? Let's get right to it. I'm going to ask you, Paul, top three things yeah. that people in the customer care world or brands, the brands that we all buy from, what are the top three things that the customer care community should have learned during this crisis? I think that's a great question, Neil, but let me put a disclaimer on this. This is only my opinion, right? And I would hate for you to come back in six months or 12 months and say, well, Paul, you said this and this hasn't proven to be true. So just, 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 just as a disclaimer, this is my humble opinion in terms of what I've seen or what since COVID kicked into place. And again, my top three are not ranked. They're just my own, my own thoughts, my own surmise. Stream of consciousness, top of, top of mind, go for exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. So the first one I've put down here is, and we've spoken about this in the past, the brands who have a strong culture. So brands who have a strong, strong culture and, and lead by that culture. And well, that, by that I mean, you hear a lot of brands out there, or a lot of companies that say, we put our customers first, we put our employees first. And that can normally be not 100% true, maybe a bit of a gray area. Right now, during these times of struggle, let's call it wartime for want of a better phrase. Those custom, those brands that are built on the right culture to look after their customers and to look after their people will emerge through this COVID crisis in a stronger place than they are already. I firmly believe that, and I've seen it already in terms of my exposure to the brands out in the Philippines and also BPO companies here. Those that are really customer centric and people centric they will i'm not sure if flourish is the right word given the situation we're currently in but when we exit it they will come out stronger in my opinion mate makes sense if you see all over linkedin the famous saying that's probably the most quoted thing on linkedin culture eats strategy for breakfast 
There you go, Lynn. I, I, I will not disagree. I'll disagree with you on a ton of other stuff. This this ain't one of them. Culture is, <laughs> culture is king. Some people say cash is king. Well, cash probably is king, but culture certainly is king in, in our businesses. Great. So that was, yeah. that was one. Give us another one. Yeah. The, the, the next one I've put on my list, and this, this probably flies in the face of technology, but I understand it, is that non-voice, as great as it is and as customer-centric as it can be, in times of crisis, cannot replace voice. Customers That's a big still, claim. That is a well, big I, claim. I like I, it. I'm, o- I'm only saying it. I'm only, as I said, please don't call me back in six months and, and hang me on the cross. Right? <laughs> this is this is just what I'm saying. But and I make that statement on the fact that people want to hear a human voice. Right? They want to know that people are out there. People care, and they want to feel secure, particularly when you're in a world of uncertainty right so i can only give you my uh, let me ex- let me give you my experiences so yesterday i called my credit card company to make a payment now normally i would have done that through the ivr and not given a moment's thought about it right fair play to my credit card company they put a message on there they explained that wait times are going to be slightly longer during the covid which i think is great you've obviously they're managing my expectations which 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 i think is wonderful um and then normally they, they, they then, and I thought this was very smart, what they then did was they then gave an option, option one, speak to an agent, option two, make a payment through the IVR. Normally those two are flipped, right? So I, I, I said, I want to speak to an agent. I, I want to make sure that I'm okay. And I want to make sure that customer's okay, the agent's okay, and my, comp- and my credit card company's okay, surprisingly enough. And I waited a little bit longer than I would normally, but after I did that, I felt so much better and so much more in control of what was happening in my finances. And more importantly, I felt my credit card company were going to be there for me during this crisis mode. So again, it's my only opinion, but I really feel that non-voice can't replicate the care that voice can during, 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 yeah. during current times, right? During current times. During current times. So voice is king. So we, we talked before about culture being king. Voice continues then to be king or queen, depending on whatever your preference is. Uh, it continues to be to be the primary uh, communication channel you live. I, I think there's some definitely some validity that I get it. You're certainly not alone. Good. Give us Thank a third you. one. So the last one here, again, this is my own opinion, but I feel that during times of crisis, certain elements certain companies or certain sectors out there, there is the desire from the customer that the level of service remains exactly the same if not better and those those sectors that i'm talking about are certainly financial people want to know that their money's safe and they're being looked after by their banks so there's still that expectation that the banks while they may not have a brick and mortar presence they're still going to have an online presence and this is the two that i'm a little these are probably the two that are going to ruffle a few feathers, but I firmly believe that that telco telco has to be has to be the same, if not better, when it comes to. And I'm not talking about customer service here. I'm talking about when you go to use your phone, your phone works. When you go to use the internet, the internet works. During these times of crisis, right? You want that peace of mind. And then the latter part is entertainment. People want to be entertained. So then I'm talking about. You know, Netflix, Netflix, your Disney Plus, all those streaming services, they've still got to be able to provide that level of experience or the level of service that prior to COVID or prior to any 
any tragedy or any whatever phrase you want to call it, they're still there to give that level of comfort and that level of entertainment to the customers out there, mate. Again, they're only my opinions. Feel free to shoot me down. But there you go. Neil, Neil Toff and Paul Catherall, contact center, customer care, call center, everything you want related to the customer. Fireside chats about the fires. This is sensational. Uh, Paul, give us an additional changing subject. You're going to the mm. top three things that BPOs should have learned during this crisis. You get a whole fresh okay. slate here. Yeah. So from my experience, from what I saw, there were some custom companies out there that saw it coming and reacted fast, moved agents, got their frontline agents up and running, got their online, got all their presence working um, into a place where there was lit- no or little impact to customer service, right? There was, uh, unfortunately, there was other companies out there that didn't see it coming and were caught a little bit flat-footed. Um, and that's due to many, many different reasons, right? Maybe it was the local economy, maybe it was local political system, whatever it was. So I, I think there's a learning there that, you know, those companies that saw it come in were in a much better place to provide for their customer, but also to work with the PPO industry to get everything up and running, mate. So I think that would be my number one in terms of lessons learned there. Makes Give sense. us a second one. Absolutely. Give us a second Se- one. Second one. A, a bit controversial. So before we went in, before we went into COVID, my stance was, because I, I saw it coming, I saw it, my stance was we may have to put in a tolerance level of what the performance, the impact of performance when we go to working from home, right? I, basically, I thought, Neil, that we would see a drop in performance. We've not seen a drop in performance, right? And from all my other colleagues and all my other networks, nobody has really seen a huge drop in performance when they've gone to a work from home. So, controversially, I now feel that even during this this COVID, there shouldn't be a relaxing of targets. There shouldn't be a need to soften performance. We should just expect what we should expect. Controversial, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't think so, really, in that um, one should be or one's operation should be able to function, whether it's in a physical site, brick and mortar, or at home. Mm-hmm. I think that there were grace periods and leniency, mm-hmm. quote unquote, offered uh, to, to, to operators and BPOs, maybe the first week, maybe the first week and then some, but we're far past that now. The learning curve should have been assumed. Expectations continue to be there. And the businesses that have customers calling in and chatting in and writing in and communicating need to be attended to. And by the way, those that are in business, as you and I have discussed earlier, we've seen volumes go through the roof, far beyond expectations, yeah. far beyond forecasts, things that you might not have been able to have the vision on, going back to your, your first point, you didn't necessarily have the vision of what the real volume would be, but we're in the thick of it right now because there's all types of crunches around supply chain and orders and people that do want to transact and buy things. Absolutely, expectations have to be uh, on par or, or better for performance. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Excellent. Okay. You got, you got one more. You're on, you're on the clock for the third, third and final thing. Yeah. Third one. Okay. Things I'll make this BPOs one quick. Should have learned. A move. There's been a move to get things done in this current climate, rather than having to go through the bureaucracy. That people aren't waiting to make decisions. They're seeing right. Let's do it. That's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, change that I've seen across the industry. That people are just going, we've got to make this change. We haven't got the time now to jump through hoops, to check in with everybody, all in sundry. Just let's get it done. 
So I think that's one of the biggest changes that I've seen from from a BPO standpoint, mate. Bureaucracy busting. Yeah, decision-making. Agility. Exactly. Agility and also empowerment, right? Empowerment from all the way down to even a team leader level, um, I think is great to see. Neil Toff and Paul Catherall, Fireside Chats Without the Fire. Everything about customer care, contact center, and call centers. Anything that you would want related to the to the customer. Final top three ranking. Top three things that Paul Catherall has learned <laughs> during this crisis. Yeah, so uh, this is probably a little bit lighthearted. Uh, so first one, a well-thought-out 10-minute WhatsApp Slack chat can replace a mountain of emails. That, for me, is one of the biggest learnings that I've taken from this, mate. And even as we exit COVID, I'm not going to take away that from my current working strategy. I'm going to spend a lot more time talking to people through WhatsApp, through Slack, through you know Microsoft Teams, whatever it may, whichever platform, uh, Google Meets. You get so much more from a face-to-face conversation than you ever will via email. So, yeah, that's that's one of my biggest learnings for that. Communication is king. Absolutely. Hit us off with the second one. Second, second one. Second of the top three of things that you have learned during this crisis. Don't don't forget how important frontline agents are. So we have we have a tendency to recognize the the effort that senior leaders, the operations directors, the you know, operations managers do. But it's very rare from a client perspective that we get the chance to get in front of agents and to thank them for this. We did a video. We shared that with the sites. And the feedback that we got from that was astronomical. It was, it was beyond belief in terms of how pleased the agents were to receive something like that. So my advice to guys out there is don't forget your frontline agents. If you haven't thanked them already, make sure you're thanking them now. Um, and skip level skip level meetings eat, um, are more valuable now than they have have been in the past. Couldn't agree with you more. By the way, it's one of the first on my list in my notes. I'm reviewing again right now. I couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, it's low hanging fruit. It's easy to do. It's frictionless. It's all you have to do is reach out and you know write a quick email, send a video, send exactly. a WhatsApp message, send a Slack message. Absolutely, it's easy to do. Got That's it. Right. Final thing, top three. Your final thing in the list that Paul Catherall has learned during this immensely insane crisis. So I think we've had three things already, right? We've had communication, we've had um, culture. What was it? culture, and then we had communicate. No, communication, culture, and what was your third one? I forget, Neil. Uh, well, you talked about vision. You talked about uh, vision, culture. It was the it was a second, right? A second section. Anyway, this is another king. You have to have a reliable video conferencing platform. <laughs> hmm. If only if only I'd invested in Zoom prior to the COVID, I wouldn't have to work now, mate. But I know it's a little bit lighthearted, but um, I don't want to downplay the importance of having a reliable conferencing, a video conferencing platform for anybody out there, particularly when you're working remote. Um, it's vital. It's absolutely vital. Yeah. I, I find that it's it's amazing to have the plethora of options that we do. Certainly Zoom has been incredibly beneficial here eight mm. by eight i've seen i have a core group of friends that work at eight by eight they've got apparently and i've actually used it, it is sensational uh okay. people have been using skype or the microsoft teams uh i'm just gonna say this one and, and i'm gonna allude to it later 
Cisco WebEx, anyone ever heard from them ever again? That used to be kind of like the big platform out there. No, I haven't heard anything from Cisco. I see web ads for them on Facebook every, every now and then. Not a fan, uh, but they're, they've kind of fallen from grace. Yeah, they have, mate. So I'm, I'm done, buddy. You can put a bow in me, in me now. Not literally, because I'm not a present. Um, but I, I, let's hear from you. And I, I know you've got a couple of topics that you want to discuss. So where do you want to start, my friend? Um, so I would start with, um, let's do a similar category. The things that, the top three things that brands should have learned or, or have learned in this point. The first one, I'm, I'm going to copy and paste your yours, which is the value of people, especially frontline people. People yeah. that are on those front lines being the brand's eyes and ears and mouthpiece and spokesperson and Twitter, Twitterer, uh, et cetera. Uh, those people are working. They're working hard. They're not working necessarily with all the tools. Those people are doing invaluable work. And I think you can't really compare them to the frontline people uh, in the healthcare medical community necessarily, but yeah. they are doing very challenging work. So that, that would certainly be one. The second one that I would add is the importance of automation and technology. We've all seen mm. that in times of uh, massive queues and uh, call waiting is extended and uh, lim more limited resources, technology and the ability to automate and reduce wait times and, and make an experience uh, uh, less friction, had to, to have that less friction, make it uh, less effort involved. Th those can be very valuable tools. It makes me think that all of the things that we had, for example, planned out into Q3 and Q4 and Q1 of next year, then I wish I had most or all of those in Q1 available to us and, and certainly right. now into Q2. But um, the value of, of automation and technology and, and as a subset of that, vendors. We are all getting calls from vendors. Some of them are crap calls. They're terrible. They're terribly <laughs> organized. They're terribly set up. They're not contextual. The marketing message is crap. But there are some that are really valuable. And it's valuable to take those calls, especially now. Hear out from the vendors. Hear from the technology providers. What are they offering? How can they help out? How can they make experiences uh, more satisfactory, pleasant, and, and resolution-based and, and, and with less effort for one's customers? Um, and then the... Two other ones. So you allotted me three. I'm going to add a third and then a fourth. Uh, okay. I, I get to do that if I get if this is partially our our podcast. Uh, I would say real estate, right? Like, what's going to happen with real estate? What's going to happen with the in-house contact center? What's going to happen with uh, stores? We were talking about stores. What's going to happen with malls? What's going to happen with all of these places where physical activity traditionally take place? We've learned in this situation that we can exist. To a lesser extent, but we can exist without physical real estate. And I know we're all jumping to get back into go to the movie theater, go to a bar, go to a restaurant, go to a whatever. There yeah. will be movie theaters, there will be bars, there will be malls, but there's going to be a lot that don't make it. What's and, yeah. and in, in office buildings, do we continue to need the 100 person, 100 seat call center? You don't need it anymore. You can knock it down to 10. You can knock it to 15. And there's going to be some really interesting decisions around physical space and real estate. And then the final thing I would add, customers are resilient. Customers are transacting. Customers are concerned. They're reaching out. They're texting. They're calling. They're tweeting. They're chatting. Customers are resilient, but their patience is not endless. Customers yeah. will get tired. They will get frustrated. They will ex express the same amount of rage at a brand that the brand doesn't take care of them. So that would be my list. I know it was a top three. I added a fourth yeah. one in there. So 
hope you forgive me for, for going out of the of drawing so. out of the lines a little bit. <laughs> of course, so. I think I think the last point you make there is a very salient one. Um, I had quite a horrible experience recently with with a bank where they told me they would reply. They told me that their reply time had increased during the COVID, and they they gave me a timeline. However, even now I'm still waiting for them to reply back to me. So I think I think as long as you're managing those customer expectations, but then you meet those new agreed deadlines, then you're fine. The moment you start yep. stepping out of those boundaries, then you're in trouble. So that that those are great, mate. What what's your next topic? What else do you want to share in the, in the mind of Neil? So just my 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 personal, uh, and it's, again, it's four. I know it's a top three, but I have an extra one just in case, um, as I try to always <laughs> do. Uh, the top three things that I've learned. So productivity. Productivity is key here. If we, we talk about all these things, different things are key. Productivity is key, especially in work from home. You, you have to yeah. have the same set of expectations, if not greater, on your community to produce, whether it means have a clear sense of, how many calls they're supposed to receive, how many calls per hour, how many calls per shift, how many calls per whatever, um, how many people are logged in and taking the calls, what is the duration of the calls, what are the expectations so that you can make sure that your team's not sitting at home and acting in the ways that we don't want work-from-home teams to do, sitting around, not being logged in, ignoring the queue. Uh, ignoring the tasks. You can't have that. You have to pay a very close attention to productivity. And to do so, you have to have tools and a little bit of technology and oversight. Um, yep. Productivity and, and the things that go along with productivity, I think, premier or fundamental. Uh, the second one would certainly be automation. I already talked about it. Automation is a massive ally right now to help make experiences uh, have less friction. Um, the third one, and this is one you see everywhere you learn in entrepreneurship. You see it on LinkedIn, you see it on posters. It's catchy, but I think it's true. Fail fast and then fix. Everyone is entitled to fail. It's okay to fail. Yeah. But the margin of error gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Fail. Great. Do it fast. Admit your admit the mistake. Fix it. Get back out there. So all of us that are introducing new processes, new new tools, new technology, new agents. Uh, yeah. handling different different assignments that we might not have already been used to handling. It's okay. Learn. Work your way through the learning curve as fast as possible. Admit failure if it's necessary and move on and get it fixed. Um, and then the fourth and final one for me are, it's about storytelling. Tell stories. Tell the stories of what's going on in the agent team. Tell the stories of what's going on on the front lines. Tell the stories of how you're waging and battling the, the customer care war every day. Let those stories be known. People learn from that. People want to hear stories. Customers want to hear it. Brands want to hear it. Your, your vendors want to hear it. Your clients want to hear it. Everyone wants to hear stories. Be authentic. Tell stories. Be humble. Admit mistakes. Also, on your chest a little bit. Tap yourself on the shoulder when you've had a success. Tell those stories. I think storytelling is, is really important. Those would be my four. Excellent, mate. They're a lovely topic. I, I couldn't agree with you more, particularly the storytelling. I think that's a great shout. I think, you know, just sharing the stories from the frontline agents. And again, you know, I'd like to take this opportunity to send our thanks to all the frontline workers out there. You guys are doing an amazing job. Um, really appreciate you, you know, the frontline in terms of the emergency services, Neil, I'm talking about not, not so much our frontline agents, right? But, you know, you guys are doing a, a humongous job out there. So thank you very much. But, Going back to you know the agents, I, I think you're right, mate. And sharing those stories is, is a wonderful insight, um, and that's something that you know customers out there really like to hear. So, good shout, my friend. Good shout. Thank is you. There, Thank is you. there anything else? Anything else? Yeah, you I think share? We, 
Yeah, I think we, we'd have a little fun with this final one. And th- this on. one's a, a double-edged sword. So, you know, maybe calling out some companies that have done some sensational things, maybe a top three. Okay. Thumbs up, call, make a call out, of a thumbs up, uh, an applause, something like that. And then we'll go yep. through a couple that maybe deserve the thumbs down or a shout down. And okay. I know it's sometimes difficult. You know, no one lives in glass houses. It's, you know, it's, it, this can be a little bit of a dangerous exercise and backfire on all of us because all of our companies uh, make mistakes, commit errors, and, and none of us are perfect, certainly. But I think it would be a little fun to get to, get some conversation going and certainly hear from 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 the audience. But uh, as far as uh, companies and brands that I've had an amazing interaction with, the ones that received yeah. the, the call out, the thumbs up, the applause, Instacart, bless them, amazing company. The experience has been sensational. Uh, I order uh, my groceries online. I subscribe to Instacart. Uh, could, couldn't be paying more for that service. The experience, wow. the journey, all the touch points are sensational. Um, the, the, um, the, the experience, just absolutely thumbs up. Instacart, amazing. Okay. If you don't subscribe, subscribe. Hopefully in your city, wherever you happen to live, in, if it's in the U.S. or North America, wherever it is that Instacart operates, I couldn't recommend it higher. That would certainly be one. I'm going to recommend one in your sector, Paul, that I normally okay. would not recommend. And this is one that's okay. pretty, pretty, uh, they, they get a, some, some bad press for not being the best in terms of customer care or service. And I'd say AT&T, all the things you were talking about before. So, uh, you know, if you're a Netflix subscriber, you want to know that you can watch Netflix at a moment's notice, that it's available yeah. on demand for when you want it. Well, I, you know, in my personal case, I subscribe to AT&T's uh, cable and internet product called Uverse here in the U.S. And I had an issue, and I hate to phone into them. I don't even know how you would phone into them. I don't even know if they want you to phone into them. But I found a way to chat into them about a technical service problem I had. I chatted with them, and within seconds, there was an agent available. I navigated my way, explained to the agent what I was looking for. Agent gave me super fast responses, got me to where I needed to go. Problem was resolved. at and Ma Bell, Excellent. no one would have thought that a monster like AT&T uh, would be so agile uh, in these times. And hats off to them. This time, they came through. Um, and then I have I have uh, Morgan Stanley. We talk about financial services. You were talking about your credit yeah. card company. I had an issue with Morgan Stanley. I got I, I called in, and amazingly, someone picked up with very little time. By the way, the queues for, for financial services and banks and things like this are minutes and minutes and minutes and sometimes hours. This one yeah. answered me in a minute or less. Clearly, the agent was called was was answering from home. For a second, I couldn't believe. I was like, "Wait a minute, this dude's answering me from home." Then I remembered, "Wait, we're actually in this crisis thing." I remember you know, back <laughs> that, that back to reality. But the call was handled incredibly smoothly. And I know the guy was sitting in his living room somewhere, or on his sofa, or in his bathroom, or whatever he was, and he did a sensational job. Um, the only. There's another three, just quick mentions of them, the, uh, called the honorable mention, maybe Dollar Shave Club. If you know Dollar Shave Club in the U.S. are the ones yeah. that send out razors and shaving cream and, and things like that. They've been sensational. Their app is sensational, frictionless, uh, amazing self-service. Um, American Airlines Advantage, the frequent flyer program, they extended uh, some courtesies to frequent flyers. Um uh, despite the crisis that whatever your status is, it'll be extended one more year into, until 2021. I think that was an obvious Excellent. move that they should have made, but they didn't have to, but they did the right thing. And then finally, yesterday, the NFL, the National Football League, which is certainly yeah. been very controversial. I'm a huge football fan, as a full disclosure. They <laughs> held their player draft uh, 
entirely remotely, broadcast it live on national TV. To the extent that I'm yeah. aware, it went off without a hitch. It was seamless and brought an incredible sense of entertainment to those of us who were starred for sports, for entertainment, for football, and hats off to the NFL for sticking by their guns and Excellent. holding the draft at the regularly scheduled expected time. They did it more power to them. Amazing. Perfect. Those are my those are my uh, my top let's call it my top three plus plus a three honorable mention. And then I would just give a, a small shout at down or, or thumbs down to two okay. brands. And, and again, this is a little bit delicate because you know calling out brands publicly isn't maybe always the best, especially if you're in the customer care world. I would say this: okay. I had a really disappointing interaction with Pitney Bowes. Pitney Bowes is the postage equipment company, in addition to lots of other things that they do. I had to call uh, on their behalf for a, a piece of equipment, and it was just a terrible experience unrelated to you of course paul the the call was handled in the philippines the agents were just so rigid they didn't listen they kept repeating themselves over something really silly in my opinion uh, it yeah. was very frustrating i left disappointed there was no resolution low satisfaction super low empowerment given to the agent i did request to be to speak with the supervisor was allowed to speak to the supervisor supervisor was perfectly nice but it was just a terrible call it was a waste of time Thumbs down to Pitney Bowes. And then the final yeah. one, this is a little bit off the charts, Forbes. Forbes, you know, has this incredible content platform, Forbes. magazine. and, and Forbes. Forbes. Forbes magazine. Forbes. Everybody knows the yeah, Forbes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I read a piece of content, and I'm going to just mention my friend Nick Grimsdale. Nick, Nick you uh, post some sensational stuff, and he and I had a little LinkedIn exchange about this. Uh, he posted something recently about uh, some customer care opinions uh, from Forbes. And if you look at it on the surface in the link, it's great, it's Forbes Magazine. And you expect someone like Micah Solomon, who's a, a Forbes contributor and, and, and author and thought leader and uh, amazing generator of content and opinions in, in our field and customer care. And I was expecting someone at least on par with Micah uh, or, or as well-known as Micah to, to offer some opinions. I read his stuff, Shep Hyken's things. But what happened when I clicked on this link was that they produced this piece. I was a Forbes council, uh, some business consultants that pay to be members of this council got a freebie as part of their membership and got this piece of content generated with their opinions. And I thought it was total crap. It was a bait and switch. I'm not interested in paid content. When I'm interested in paid content, I know where to go, but it was very yeah. disingenuous. I thought it was unauthentic. Boo, thumbs down to Forbes. Boo. That's not good, man. That's not good. So, Neil, thank you very much for that, man. Um, let me pass it over to you so you can you can kind of give us a you can you can wrap up the podcast in your inimitable fashion. I appreciate that. So this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Paul, thank great. you for for your opinions. We we heard the different things that are king. Content is king. Uh, storytelling is king. Communication yeah. is king. Um, recognizing your frontline people is king. Isn't that the truth? Um, Absolutely. Lots of things. Hopefully this format is, is, is fun for people. We did top three. Hopefully if people like it, share share your ideas with us. Give us a thumbs up. Write to us. Tweet. We now have a Twitter handle. Paul, remind remind the community if you can. The new Twitter handle is? At ChatsFire. Love it. Fires. Find Sorry, us. at ChatsFires. My God, and they got that Twitter handle wrong then, man. That's not good. At ChatsFire. So, yeah. uh, please, a final note. If you're still with us and listening to all this craziness, Please subscribe to the podcast. We want yeah. more subscribers. Download it, forward it, share it, comment on it. If you disagree with us, for goodness sake, Please. tell us we're crazy. 
We'd love to hear it. Uh, on behalf of Paul Catherall, I'm Neil Toff. Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for tuning in and listening and being part of our community. Health and safety, guys. This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72. Podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.